folks you're back with your buds melissa and emily and we have commenced season three folks of your pot taste buds mm-hmm. we you're are in it back in it <laughs> back together sort more or less still virtual as of right now <laughs> yeah yeah unfortunate fact <laughs> but you know we're getting closer and closer big things are up on the horizon i feel like for 2023 how are you feeling about it so far you know, I'm not that jazzed about it. I don't know why. I'm sure that it, it, I might just take a little more time to come around. But as of right now, she has not shown herself to be particularly hospitable or gracious. So I feel like January is always a rough month, though. I always give it like a month buffer to really see how the year is going to shape out because you just never know. So far, it's looking like a lot of hard work. And, you know, I'm already <laughs> fatigued. That's what I have to say about it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, you in particular, I feel like, are biting off a lot in 2023. So we got new businesses happening and <laughs> all kinds of things. So mm-hmm. I don't blame you for already feeling like you're burning the candle at both ends. Yeah, I'm like already like, did I step in it? Did I already shoot myself <laughs> in the foot? Is it, is it already fucking unsavable? But- no, it's not too late. It's never too late. It's only the you know That's- middle of the month. Yeah, yeah, we haven't even made it a full thirty days in, so I should probably pump the brakes on on wanting to axe this year altogether. <laughs> uh, I mean, it did go out with a bang. This is the second year in a row I've chosen to travel in December, right before the holidays. Which, like, looking back, is it on wise? It, I don't no, know. No. <laughs> I'm gonna say not advisable. For anyone. Yeah, I feel like you've had two bad experiences at this point. One, because we came back and basically had COVID and Christmas was ruined like yeah. many people that one year. Yeah. And two, this year, it was just stressful, I think. Like you came back and it was like you had to yeah. like do your shopping in like two, three days and like finish wrapping everything. And Yeah. And, and me being smart, I was like, I'm going to get so much of it done ahead of time. It won't even matter. And then, of course, I had like half of it done and felt really confident going into it. And then when I came back, I was like totally panicked and harried and like was like, why? Because yeah, there's always more than you remember they're going to be. There's oh, 100%. Like 10 more gifts that you forgot you had to get or wrap. 100%. Or 100 more, you know, dishes you never knew you had to create. So. Yeah. And I also was like, I'm going to do some shopping on vacation. I did none. I did literally none. No. I think I bought maybe some stuff for myself. Actually, I did buy one thing for you, but I actually haven't even given it to you yet. So that's even funnier. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> so yeah. I got that February birthday. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, cross you off the list. <laughs> so yeah i mean the other thing i think that's hard with traveling around the holidays like we chose to do a road trip like that's already like way too many stops way too much going yeah. on and it's like you traveling in so many December. locations yeah it's just it's just too much it, it's just mm-hmm. too much it wasn't like a relaxing like four days on at a resort you know like that maybe before the holidays could be totally relaxing this was yeah. the opposite it was like three and a half weeks of like jumping around and driving around a, a ton so yeah. Even when we went to Hawaii, we went to like three cities. Yes. It was like, that's too much. You know, we were in Seattle. We were in San Francisco. That was still way more relaxing than this trip was still, which is like, yeah, just speaks volumes as to like, what was I trying to achieve with this vacation exactly? I don't know. <laughs> you had a good time though. You had oh. a lot of good eats. Yes. Let me also pump the brake. I think I'm just like in a death spiral. I think of like negativity. 
<laughs> yeah, like let's count the blessings too. A hundred percent. It could be. <laughs> yeah, no. And like it was great. You're right. Like, and I ate so much good food and I took so many beautiful pictures. I saw so much art. There were so many, so many good parts. There were mm. a few like restaurant snafus that really just turned me off of eating a little bit which is like for me that is saying something shocking yeah Yeah. that is shocking but that's florida for you (laughs) yeah that is true that is true honestly like our best meals were like the ones that were at like hole in the wall like dinery like small time spots and then like the ones Mm -hmm. that were like super expensive and bougie were like total trash or like literally gave us food poisoning that almost killed us so do you think that is like the locations you were or do you think it was more like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, is that just a fluke experience or is that is that area just not the spot for like fine dining? Miami South Beach, the pomp and rudeness that I felt at that restaurant was next level. I've never been treated so poorly in a fine dining, a fine dining with air quotes establishment. And I think that their clientele allows them to treat certain people like trash, perhaps, and get away with it. I don't know, but I was, like, beyond disappointed with that meal. But we we also weren't, like, feeling that well, and it was just, like, the whole experience. Like, my partner and I were joking, like, we have bad restaurant juju right now, and we, like, don't know how to break (laughs) the curse. So it was just complicated. It was just, like, we had just a lot of, like, experiences where – they would just get stuff wrong at other places that were like nicer places. And it was just like, damn, like why can't we not just have one meal that goes off without a hitch? <laughs> mm, <laughs> and then we did. And then that one literally woke us up at two in the morning with food poisoning. So it was like, I guess you don't, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Rough stuff. Yeah. yeah. But we don't have to talk about that anymore. We're living in the present. We're living in the now. And mm-hmm. What's great about this time of year, which there are not many things from January to April worth celebrating, but it is <laughs> it is Girl Scout cookie season. The best time of year. Perhaps. Some perhaps. It, perhaps, <laughs> perhaps some would say. Someone has said somewhere at some time. <laughs> which this episode reminded me that I need to place my cookie order, which I'm going to go through the, a cookie app or some sort of link I've been sent. I'm not really sure, but now I'm confused. Yeah. They, we are in the new age, folks. All right, they are digital now. It's yeah, all online, but you can still like support your local Girl Scout and your local girl. So yeah, well, we, we got a friend of a friend who's got a daughter that we're gonna get the hookup from. How am I getting my cookies though? It's like a delayed gratification. They can ship like, them to you. They sh- oh shit. Well, this is fine. I'm perfectly yeah. happy. Or yeah, we could they can bring them into the office because it's the girl that uh, we know from the office, so that she can you can pick uh, them up there, or they'll ship them right to your door. I was like, well, that oh, just got so much shoot, easier. Dang, I'm gonna buy yeah. way too many. Mm. I know. Mm. Literally, I was like, one of everything. I don't know. <laughs> How many is too many? They did introduce a new cookie, which they do, I think, like maybe every year, which I don't know if you saw what it was, but it is the Raspberry Rally. And it kind of looks like a Mm. thin mint with like raspberry cookie that's dipped in chocolate. Are you intrigued? Okay, I'm more intrigued. When I first heard the raspberry part, I was like, fruit in a cookie. Get out of of town. Those are my least favorite kind of like cookies, you know, but if you're dipped in chocolate, you're back in the running. I know you like the thin mint also. So I was like, I love a thin mint. Is it minty with? I don't think so. I think it's just raspberry chocolate. Chocolate raspberry is a good like. It is. 
It's a solid Strong. combo. I, I thought it was a, a bold choice from the Girl Scouts, but I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get cooking. Let's get cooking. So, a little history, of course. Back in the 1910s, Juliet Gordon Lowe started the Girl Scouts in the U.S. of A. Originally, girls made the cookies at home with their mom's help. Who knew? Didn't know. Wow, we yeah, I had was no a, idea. We were both Girl Scouts, and I was like, "How did I not know that?" I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel like they don't teach you the history. <laughs> no, they really gloss they just over. Push it. you right into the <laughs> capitalistic. Like sell some cookies. They mentioned Juliet Gordon Lowe, but I don't really. Yeah, I do know that name. What, what capacity? Couldn't tell you. Anything else? Anything else? Nothing else. <laughs> I have nothing else. Blank <laughs> slate. But in July 1922, the American Girl magazine, which published by the Girl Scouts of America, featured an article of by Florence E. Neal, who was the director in Chicago, actually, and this talked about including a recipe, a cookie recipe that had been given to the council's 2,000 Girl Scouts. She estimated the approximate cost of ingredients for six to seven dozen cookies to be 26 to 36 cents. Wowie. Isn't that nuts? That's nothing. Yeah, it's 1922. Nothing. Let's go back to those prices. <laughs> Here's a few pennies for all my groceries. I'm out of here. <laughs> so therefore, yeah. the cookies she suggested could be sold by troops for 25 or 30 cents per dozen. Raking it in. Wild. Mm-hmm. Solid racket. Throughout the decade, Girl Scouts in different parts of the country continued to bake their own simple sugar cookies with their mothers and help from their community. And these cookies were then packaged in wax paper bags and sealed with a sticker and then sold door to door for 25 to 35 cents per dozen. Amazing. In the 1930s, they started to sell commercially baked cookies. It started in 1934. And then by 1935, the Girl Scout Federation of Greater New York raised money through the sale of commercially baked cookies. The group bought its own die in the shape of the trefoil and used the words Girl Scout cookies on the box. In 1936, the National Girl Scout Organization began the process of licensing the first commercial bakers to produce cookies that would be sold nationwide by Girl Scouts and counselors. So in comes World War II. There's a shortage of sugar, flour, and butter. Girl Scouts pivoted. They're like, we're going to sell the calendars what we have now. So in 1944, <laughs> as an alternative to raise money for activities, they were selling calendars. Well, look at them go. That's like genius to just pivot so quickly. That was a pretty quick pivot, too. I was like, wow. And then the war ended, and they're like, okay, back to cookies. <laughs> yeah, let's give the people what they want. <laughs> yep. And then after the war, of course, sales increased. And by 1948, a total of 29 bakers were licensed to bake Girl Scout cookies, which is kind of insane. Wow, yeah. In the 1950s, selling outside supermarkets became the thing to do. In 1951, Ooh. Girl Scout cookies came in three different varieties. They had sandwich, shortbread, and chocolate mints, which are the thin mints we know and love today. With the rise of the suburbs in post-war America, girls started selling Girl Scout cookies at tables all over shopping malls. Five years later, Girl Scouts were selling four basic types of cookies, a vanilla-based cook filled cookie, a chocolate-based filled one, a shortbread, and the traditional chocolate mint, still a tried and true. Yeah. Some bakers also offered other optional flavors. 
And then in the 60s, we're looking at those baby boomers expanding Girl Scout membership. So cookie sales increased significantly. There's actually 14 licensed bakers that are mixing the batter for thousands upon thousands of these cookies annually. And then those bakers began wrapping Girl Scout cookie boxes in printed aluminum foil or cellophane to protect the cookies and preserve their freshness. Got to keep them fresh. Mm Mm-hmm. By 1966, a number of varieties were soon available. Among the best sellers were still the chocolate mint, the shortbread, (laughs) and peanut butter sandwich cookies. Peanut butter sandwich cookies were always my favorites. They are good. And then in the 1970s, the boxes became a lot more uniform, and the number of bakers was significantly reduced to maintain consistency. And in the 1980s, we're looking at 1982, there's only four bakers now that produce the mo- the maximum of seven varieties of cookies and there was three varieties that were mandatory which of course thin mint number one tried and true never die Pe- the peanut butter sandwich or the dosey dos and the shortbread or the trefoils why is it a trefoil just means three i don't know that's like the what it is it's a them. clover i don't know i don't understand that's exactly. their symbol yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got three points and i don't know what the foil part is yeah but... i wonder why they picked it there's probably some significance <laughs> some holy yeah. trinity of, of things for girl scouts anyway and then there was usually four optional cookies which it's crazy to think there'd just be like a random cookie that was like regional to your area because you're near yeah. this person that creates them but the cookie <laughs> boxes were also just depicting scenes of girl scouts in action at this time <laughs> crazy that we dropped from like so many different bakers to now just four wild yeah but that's such a better control of consistency i can't imagine dealing with all those different bakeries and trying to get a product that all tastes the same my god what a nightmare near impossible yeah Yeah, for sure but it also is just like how globalization has taken over the world and it's kind of a little bit sad that there isn't more like nuance and things like that to things where it's just like giant cookie cutter factory monopoly Yeah. yeah exactly it's a little sad definitely In the 1990s, there were eight cookie varieties available, including low-fat and sugar-free options. Girl Scouts started offering awards and also the cookie activity pins. Mm -hmm. How exciting. In the 2000s, two licensed bakers now produced eight varieties, three that were mandatory, which of course are still the three staples that have been tried and true the whole time. And then Mm -hmm. all the cookies were kosher. And much the excitement of youngest Girl Scouts Daisy's started selling cookies too. Start them young. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're never too early. Mm-hmm. By 2010, cookies were going digital. We have the announcement of the National Cookie Girl Scout Cookie Weekend, uh, which is usually February 18th to 20th, and the introduction of the very first gluten free Girl Scout cookie. Wow, we hitting it off with a bang. <laughs> but the really big news was the launch of the digital cookie platform in 2014. This was a fun, safe, and interactive way for girls to start selling cookies. So the digital cookie takes the iconic cookie program digital and introduces Girl Scouts to a 21st century lesson about online marketing. You can have like app usage and e-commerce experience but most importantly, the digital cookie retains like that one-to-one personal approach to selling because each like Girl Scout would have their own individual platform and it would be essential to the success of the program and the girls who participate. I love how clearly ripped this is from the Girl Scouts website because that verbiage <laughs> of 
it introduces them to online marketing, app usage, and e-commerce. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. All They're... these things. <laughs> and it still maintains the personalization of one-to-one. Like, in... okay. <laughs> and they also trademarked the digital cookie platform like that's a i was like does that need to be trademarked i don't even it's not who's gonna steal that just let them have it it's dumb (laughs) but i love you girl scouts i'm sorry it is don't you mistake (laughs) apologies apologies but it is an ingenious way i think to allow kids to market uh cookies nowadays oh my god yeah i always hated going door to door it'd be so much easier to just be like here's the link yeah (laughs) yeah you sell much more cookies (laughs) oh yeah you just e-blast people with that all day exactly with a cute little like (laughs) picture of your face like please support my troop (laughs) in 2020 and in 2021 all girl scout cookies are now both kosher and halal certified there are vegan and gluten-free varieties and they've added some new cookies to the classics, which there were some I had never seen, starting yeah. with Adventurefuls, an indulgent brownie-inspired cookie with caramel-flavored cream and a hint of sea salt. It looks like a brownie I cookie. need it. Give it to me now. This one, I'm good. like, how have I never heard of you? How have I never seen mm-hmm. you? I need to order you immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Adventureful, <laughs> coming for you. They also have a <laughs> caramel chocolate chip, which is gluten-free, and it's got chewy cookies with rich caramel, semi-sweet chocolate chips, and a hint of sea salt. It basically looks like looks a Chips Ahoy. Basic. It looks like a <laughs> Chips Ahoy, I'm not going to lie, but the chips look better. I, I guess. I mean, don't hate on a Chips Ahoy, but- That looks yeah. like a good, that picture, good chip, good chip ratio, good chip <laughs> angles. They look perfectly right, melty. I'll give it to you. Yeah. I don't see the caramelness in it, but- Me I'm, either. I suppose she's folded in. It's holding her together because there's no gluten. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Needs it as a base. It's internal for sure. It's structural. <laughs> it's very structural. There's, of course, the classic, which used to be my favorite, the Caramel Delights, also known as Samoa's, which is a crisp cookie with caramel, coconut, and chocolatey stripes. Mm, yeah, those are always solid. Mm-hmm. My other favorite, and you said you like this one too, which is a do dough or the peanut butter sandwich. Yes. Which so good. I never called them a dosi dough, so no, I won't now. I know that was their. It's name. a peanut butter sandwich. I think those Let's were great because they were like the oatmeal sandwich. Ugh, love like an oatmeal cookie. Yeah, so. I don't even think I realized it was a crunchy oatmeal cookie with a peanut butter filling. I mean, I didn't realize it was oatmeal cookie. I don't know. Maybe I did, and I just I don't know. Is that why I like? I don't it think so I really much? like thought about it, but now that I like look back on it, it makes total sense. Oh, it does you make total I mean? sense. When I read that, I was like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's also why I do <laughs> like it. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Another newbie that I was not aware of, Girl Scout S'mores. Crunchy graham sandwich cookie with chocolate and marshmallow filling. Did not know that. That's a cookie. Did not know. (laughs) I've never seen it. There's also lemonades, which are savory, refreshing shortbread cookies topped with a tangy lemon-flavored icing. They look really cute. They look like a little lemon wedge, little wheel. Yeah, very cute. I feel mm-hmm. like that one would be probably one of your favorites. It would. I love lemon and I love shortbread. I'm. I honestly, the, the tree foals used to be like one of my favorites, even though shortbread is pretty boring. But it's so, so good. boring. I actually <laughs> so did good. like those cookies, but yeah, they're so were good. Weird. I could just like not stop eating them. There's something about them. It's all buttery and like. Ugh. There's yeah. also another one that's called a lemon up, which is a crispy lemon cookie baked with an inspiring message, like "I am a leader." <laughs> I don't know. That's a little much for me. But I'm just confused why we have two lemon cookies. That seems unnecessary. It seems basically the same as the other one. Yeah, like, like why didn't you just print a on. nice message on the other one and call that one a lemon up? I mean, I like the lemon look better, though. That I do, too. Well, you could have done the backside. Could have been the inspiring message. One side's the... That's true. 
Seems overkill to have two lemon cookies. That's that's all we're saying, Girl Scouts. They're just, now they're just going <laughs> to start putting this on the backs of all the, le- the other lemon ones. Same. Yeah. <laughs> on oh, production. Like, another idea. Yeah, classic. Yeah. <laughs> another classic I used to like before, too, was the peanut butter patties, or also called tagalongs, which I also never really called them that. But they're crispy yeah. cookies layered with peanut butter and covered with chocolatey coating, which there's I like Reese's a lot, so like peanut butter chocolate. Mm. Sign me up. Yeah. Those ones are one of my favorites for sure. Mm-hmm. The classic trefoils, which is the traditional shortbread baked in the shape of the iconic Girl Scout trefoil. Trefoil? Trefoil? Mm. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the classic thin mint crisp chocolate cookie dipped in a delicious mint chocolatey coating. They're so freaking good. Man, I could eat a whole sleeve of them right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <sighs> they are also so good out of the freezer or like crumbled on things or in <sighs> things. Oh, yes. Definitely. And now here's two I had not heard of. This first one, Toast Yay, yummy toast-shaped <laughs> cookies full of French toast flavor and dipped in delicious icing. What? Which I that sounds great. didn't know existed. And then the yeah. Toffee-tastic, another gluten-free, rich, buttery cookie with sweet, crunchy toffee bits. I'm a big toffee fan, so I would, I'd, I'd dabble. It doesn't look yeah. as exciting Nicole again. But Nicole bought those, and I had it recently. It's was pretty it good. Is it good? Definitely a very, like crunchy cookie and like mm. it's got a lot of toffee so if you like toffee you'll like it but if you don't like toffee you won't, you won't. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> we warned you <laughs> yeah that toast yay one i just want to try that french toast little guy so cute. i just love the name it's so funny i know me too <laughs> yeah a little mini toast pretty adorable uh-huh. for real But in terms of sales, each Girl Scout regional council will decide which licensed baking company they're going to use for their cookie sales. And that then determines what varieties are going to be available in that area. Which I thought was really fascinating. I didn't realize it was such like a regional kind of thing and like who was making these decisions. The the Girl Scout councils are very esteemed. (laughs) They run the show. Yes. (laughs) So depending on their age, uh, they must be accompanied usually by a supervisor or an adult when selling Girl Scout cookies, and they must always use the buddy system, which I thought was hilarious because that was something our mother always taught us to live by, (laughs) and Girl Scouts honor, better not lie. So, (laughs) And then Girl Scouts can sell their cookies online through that digital cookie app, of course, now as of 2015, so game changer. Sure can. Each of the Girl Scout councils set their own price based on the needs and like the knowledge of what they know about the local markets they're going into. And as an incentive to sell, Girl Scouts are usually offered recognitions and awards such as like stuffed animals and little tiny trinkets and coupons and credits towards camps and activities and stuff like that. And I feel these like recognitions, they could do yeah. a better job with that. Like, here's <laughs> some money towards a scholarship. Here's a yeah. STEM like camp we need to hone in on that we're trying to take (laughs) over the world girl scouts remember we need to run this shit okay (laughs) and i think there are certain things like the older you get like i got the silver award which was like the highest award that you could get at like my age group and that was good for like college recommendations and stuff and i think if you were like winning certain things like that then you can get more like scholarship type things um, and like the Girl Scout Gold Award award is like comparative to the Eagle Scout 
oh. Boy Scouts and stuff okay. like that. So like there are like distinguished things that can yeah accolades be that mean something. Yeah, okay. yeah, more so than just like trinkets. But I think you're right. Like at a younger age, if there were like better incentives for things, I think that would be beneficial. I know it doesn't but, seem like, exciting. When you're a kid like I was that, just gonna yeah, say when you're a little kid, fine, give them the stuffed a animal. Daisy, yeah, yeah, she's gonna cry. As a daisy, you're just. <laughs> I wanted right. the puppy. <laughs> yeah, that's real. Here's $10 towards your college fund <laughs> in a savings Put bond. In a long game. <laughs> but the rewards, were, <laughs> the rewards were usually cumulative so that a girl who earns the rewards for selling 50 boxes of cookies would also get like the 25 and 20 box and stuff like that. So it would be additive. That's nice. And... In some councils, girls may choose to earn more money for their troop instead of getting those recognitions. So Aww. if they worked hard toward a troop goal, uh, they could work towards like a trip or other expensive activity and stuff like that. So there are there are perks. That's good. <laughs> Experiences are totally more worthwhile, in my opinion, too. And it, I do love that there's like sort of this collective thing where you are working as a team towards a goal. I think that's important to learn as a young adult. Definitely. I mean, they're intended to teach them things, you know, like being able to like plan and teamwork, like you said, mm -hmm. and have like financial literacy and be able to communicate and have goals and goal setting. So I think those are all like good uh, values to try to instill in someone. Yeah. They also, of course, have their badges that exist for sales, including the count it up, the talk it up, the meet my customers, the give back, <laughs> the cookie CEO, the customer insights, the think big, the business plan, marketing, my portfolio, customer loyalty and research and development. They really have a lot of, a lot of options. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love the badges, man. Yeah. Got to collect them all. <laughs> And then let's talk cookie records because I got to know. So yes. Elizabeth Brinton was known as the cookie queen and sold a record of 18,000 boxes of cookies in wow. 1985. Wow. And more than 100,000 boxes in her lifetime as a Girl Scout. That's insane. Wow, we. I feel like I sold like 50 boxes a year. <laughs> <laughs> i wish i like, could find that. my numbers but they were not that high <laughs> yeah very very low oh, wowee. she was also known for selling cookies to sitting president ronald reagan at the time mm, and she was crushing the game okay she had yeah. high clientele they're probably buying 500 boxes of pop i was gonna say if you didn't buy out like her whole inventory <laughs> then what are you even doing sir yeah you missed an opportunity <laughs> for a pr stunt my friend <laughs> her record was held for more than 29 years too which was just crazy and then katie francis at 12 years old sold 18,107 boxes in wow. 2014 and knocked her out of the race dang and then there was another girl in new jersey who sold 25,000 boxes oh of cookies God. which broke the record Wow. And then 2021, we have the newest record with Lily Bumpus, who is a childhood cancer survivor. Aww. And she broke the record by selling 32,484 boxes of cookies. Wow. That is legendary. Not so cool. <laughs> what are you doing to sell that many boxes of cookies? Like, are you on every corner imaginable? <laughs> it's social media. Are you kidding me? There's like a GoFundMe. Yeah. Plus the cookie app existed. They're probably just going through the app. She That's literally true. just had a page or like, oh, a, okay. you know. You're right. I mean, the first girl in not 1985. The 1985 is honestly more impressive <laughs> because that is pretty nuts. That's grassroots organizing, honey. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so who's baking your cookies? Let's see here. 
check the name of the cookie. Little Brownie Bakers calls the four popular cookies Samoa's, Tagalongs, Dosey Dos, and Trefoils. And ABC Bakers calls the same cookies Caramel Delights, Peanut Butter Patties, Peanut Butter Sandwiches, and Shortbread. So we were getting ABC Bakers growing up, and that's how I know that yeah. was who was baking them for me. Because yeah. I never had the other one. Transitioned to. The I've seen. I see Samoas way. now. I, that's like way mm-hmm. more common. So I don't know what happened to ABC Bakers, but change their regions. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Who's dominating? <laughs> <sighs> Thin Mints is still our top-selling Girl Scout cookie, though. Variations oh of it under different names go back all the way to 1939. But yeah, it, we're still eating them to this day. And the one we eat today has been pretty much unchanged since 1959 that's crazy i'm surprised that one is still such a a favorite but hey can't can't mess with a good thing it's so good it's yeah and like there's nothing really else like it on the market i would say like i've never had anything that compares to a thin mint that's real so what's a samoa cookie you ask born in 1975 the name likely comes from the independent state of samoa which counts coconut as one of its top exports which is one of the main ingredients in that cookie so that's where they probably got the name Do you remember there being a Girl Scout cookie cereal? Because I sure don't. But in 2017, (laughs) apparently General Mills tried a limited edition cereal inspired by Thin Mints and Samoas, and it contained less sodium, less sugar, and less saturated fat than the cookies themselves, which I I would hope so. Um, Also, (laughs) Jesus, it's a cereal. You're trying to kill people? I mean, (sighs) do you know the cereals we have in America? (laughs) Yeah, again, diabetes. (laughs) But yeah, wish that one was still out there. Sounds like a good one. Yeah, it was very short-lived. It only lasted about a year. So there are honestly a lot of different items, though, where you start seeing Girl Scout cookies popping up. So I've seen them in all different things from ice cream in the grocery stores to all different types of stuff. Or even like McFlurries and things. They'll do little collabs, I feel like. Totally. So there is something interesting about... there also a weed strain that's like Girl Scout There is a strain called Girl Scout cookies, yes. Just a thought. (laughs) Random thought. (laughs) So there's something interesting about Girl Scouts that popped up with GMOs some years ago when the Need to Grow, this documentary, was being filmed. They interviewed a young Girl Scout named Alicia Serratos, and she was from California, and she was asking Girl Scouts to remove GMOs from their cookies and started this huge petition and went to go deliver it to Girl Scouts, and they kind of snubbed her. And honestly, if you look on the internet, they've really put like a really negative kind of smear campaign against her a little bit and made her seem very anti-science. And honestly, it's very hard to find any articles that are pro removing GMOs from Girl Scout cookies. So they've definitely done their damn due diligence to remove content from the internet. So I think that was probably the most frightening thing that I noticed. But it really became this heated battle about Girl Scouts taking a stand on the side of science and like saying they promoted STEM and that the other people were sensationalists that were trying to smear them. And I'm just like, you just did the same thing to this young girl scout and i'm just confused like why you couldn't have just embraced like a no gmo policy and kind of been like okay we'll do a line of cookies especially about this or something and like try to bring more information to light because like we don't have all the research yeah the fda says it's safe 
the FDA is full of shit and is owned by it's owned by politicians and companies and conglomerates like it's literally run by Mm. snakes and snake oil salesmen and fucking liars (laughs) so it was just really wild because we watched that documentary and I was like oh wow that's so crazy like and like the way Girl Scouts treated her was kind of dark so yeah it's so counter to their brand too is I think what bothers me so much about it you know like Mm -hmm. I understand that monetarily it probably is advantageous for them to continue to use GMOs but yeah from a standpoint of like your brand is all about uplifting young girls I would expect you to back that girl 100% and do better like yeah do better by her because Mm -hmm. it just it puts a really like sour taste in my mouth I think you know to think that like they totally dismissed her and also like discredited her like went out of their way to you know make her seem like you know sensationalist or or crazy for something that um, you know something that she's passionate about (laughs) you know and that she like cute yeah she like really like put a lot of work and effort and uh you know research into it and stuff like that so it was like everything that you're encouraging a young girl to do you're Mm -hmm. also in the same breath like discrediting and and just you know like not giving value to so yeah yeah definitely definitely a downer on that one for me (laughs) yeah I hate to end it on that note because I mean Girl Scout cookies we were both Girl Scouts definitely enjoyed my time doing that and like went to Girl Scout camp and did a lot of fun crafts and things like that for it took up a lot of time of my like young young life so yeah absolutely I think I it goes to show that like there's always a positive and negative side to everything and absolutely um you know we just hope that they do better in the future but I still do love the cookies yeah so. can't deny the cookies are pretty good <laughs> Yeah, you got to get your cookies from like January to April. That's the season. So, but you could download the Cookie Finder app. They got an app out there so you could find the cookies nearest to you and what varieties they got. So, there you go. <laughs> Stay in the know. Well, I think it's time for a cheers. And in this case, this is. There's a lot of good things happening here. We got to cheers to the Girl Scouts. The fact that cookies are even a thing. Thank the gods. Thank the gods. Thank the gods. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm going to try to cheers to bringing some positivity into 2023 because this could be this could be the year. I, you know? Yeah. I think it's a major turning point and I think it's too soon to tell. So we're going to give her the benefit of the doubt and That's right. it's going to be the best year yet. That's right. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Reluctant, but reluctant, like but yes. 